0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Brews and Belters podcast where we talk all things soccer while sipping on some local brews. Uh, my name's Keegan. Tonight I'm drinking um, the Jack's Abbey Craft loggers Amber Lager. Uh, it's, it, well, it's called the Red Tape Amber Lager. And uh, Jack's Abbey is based out of Framingham, Massachusetts, if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, it's a 5% Nothing crazy special, Toby. Nothing to wow the viewers today. It's, I mean, it's a decent amber lager, but nothing, nothing that'll blow your socks off. But, uh, joining me as always, Toby. How are you tonight? What are you sipping on?
1: Keegs, everyone. How's it going? Uh, tonight I have a Christmas ale, getting in the festive spirit. Uh, multi full bodied winter warmer from Breckenridge Brewery, 7.1% ABV. Uh, pretty good. I've had this before. This is one of those like gimmicky beers that you can find in those like tiny little like twelve inch kegs. Have you ever seen those at the liquor store? Yeah, Yep. That has like three or four pints in it. Mm-hmm. That's this is one of them. Uh, it's the actual Christmas ale you can find. Actually, I think you can get it at Costco of all places too. So, hmm. uh, pretty good beer. It's not great, but it's a uh, it's definitely a winter warmer because it it is a uh, it is kind of boozy tasting. So yeah.
0: Yeah, You know what else is good in the winter is eggnog, which you shit on me in the group chat yesterday for drinking, which is a little
1: uh, bizarre to me. I absolutely absolutely love eggnog. Oh, it's so disgusting. So disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, they they actually have eggnog beers out right now. I don't know if you've seen this, Mm. eggnog flavored. Don't know if that's something you'd be willing to dabble in. Yeah. I'll dabble (laughs) in the dark arts always. Might as well. Let's Uh, get right into it. What do we... uh, I mean what's been going on with the World Cup? Anything good so far?
0: Yeah, yeah, let's just jump right it's, into the semis.
1: So. I mean, can, while while before we get into the semis, can, can we say this might be one of the best World Cups we've we've witnessed in our 20 yeah. some years, 30 years? On the pitch? Yes. I, I believe yes. so. Uh it's the
0: it may be recency bias, but definitely the most entertained I've been in a World Cup, much more than 2018 in my opinion. Um yeah, it's been
1: unbelievable. Yeah,
0: unbelievable. no,
1: that's exactly how I thought, too. Um, yeah, we will maybe touch on some of the off-pitch stuff, but uh, yeah. I tread lightly at this point. We have, yeah. <laughs> we,
0: I feel like we've talked about that enough, where now I just want to talk about the football. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, part of that magic, too, is is the run that Morocco put together, um, reaching a semifinal, unfortunately fell to France yesterday. Um Thoughts about this match, Toby? In my opinion, Morocco, at least for the second half, and I mean the entire second half, they were the better team. Um, just, you know, a step away from putting away some finishes. Just couldn't get to that last ball or take that last touch. It felt like in the box. They were really pressuring France. Um, you know, getting into the second half, like, 10, 15 minutes on. I mean, they they were just chance after chance and uh yeah i mean france ended up showing their class and coming out on top but general thoughts about the match
1: uh france morocco 2-0 uh it's about where i thought it would be Uh, Mm um morocco actually played a lot better uh than even what the scoreline of a 2-0 looked like um they just did not have the finishing capabilities uh there was a few times the most the glaring one in the first half was Hakim Ziyech had one on the right side, didn't put it home. On the second half, there was a few, uh, especially in the final ten minutes of the game. That ball was pin was ping ponging in the box. Uh, Morocco played Portugal in the quarterfinals, squeaked away out of Portugal. Portugal had seventy three percent possession. They became the first Morocco became the first African team to make it to the semifinals. Uh, I mean, it sounds even stupid to say this, but. I mean, we I, I felt like I felt like there was like this feeling of like African, North African, Arab pride. Like even I felt it. And like so the entire world was feeling it. You know, my like my friends were all joking, like texting each other, like all praise to Allah. And like I mean, a lot of them are Muslims. So uh, but it was like, dude, it's like they they encapsulated the entire continent and the entire world. And they weren't just darlings like they belong there like that right side. I will argue is the best right side in the entire world cup with Hakim Ziyech and uh, Hakimi playing on that, right? Like they, they tore it up the entire time. Like there was no one you could put on that that side to defend them. And I mean, France is France and they won it in the middle of the pitch, in my opinion. And I mean, there was just too much firepower like Mbappe. And then you have Giroud and you have Griezmann up top. You have Hernandez in the middle and, I mean, they look they look really good. Uh, I guess one thing I would like to ask you, Keegs, watching that game specifically against France, uh, Amrabat. Uh, yeah. I think his first name is Sufjan. Yeah. Uh, In my opinion, I think he was the best midfielder to play in the semis, including the midfielders from Argentina and Croatia. Which you know, France had Fofana. Croatia has a few. Like I thought, Kovačić played really well, and same with Brazovic, But uh, Modric, definitely the magician of the group for them um and then uh fernandez and uh, perez uh the young core for argentina but i would argue Amrabat was better than all of them and i saw he, he a, a tweet
0: from uh from our boy fabrizio that uh france's president went into morocco's locker room and said in front of their entire team and managers and everything um told emrbat that he was the best midfielder in the tournament uh and yeah i definitely think he's up there and That's the thing about Morocco is, like, all of those dudes, while they may not be huge names with the exception of Hakimi and Zayic, like, all those dudes are getting reps in major, major leagues, like, whether it's La Liga or Ligue 1, like, the majority of them are playing in one of the top five leagues.
1: Fiorentina, I think, is where camera yeah. actually i think he yeah. actually had a little a cup of coffee with tottenham back in the day too i could be mistaken but I, Did I thought i saw that yeah
0: yeah he's been getting links and i think he's 27 maybe his older brother played um midfield for morocco as well in the past um but yeah i mean he was a an anchor for them in the midfield and super industrious i mean their entire team was just really quick high energy and it, it wasn't just like one or two players kind of flocking to the ball or, or drifting all over the pitch, but the entire team moved as a unit really well with high energy. It's one thing to have a couple guys who bring a ton of energy. They had 10 dudes out in the field who were bringing that energy all over the pitch, super high work rate. And they were just fun to watch. I mean, on top of that, they had the technical ability as well. It's, it's rare that you see the teams who put it all together yeah. um and have both of those things but yeah at the end of the day like you said france maybe a little bit just too talented a little bit too much star power antoine griezmann is another player who in the midfield i think has bossed this tournament he's player of the match he's been running everything in the midfield for france kante pogba out um not really an issue he's been the creative force for them and um i think he's been phenomenal true has been good and then um, Fofana stepped in and and you know plugged the hole while Rabio was out uh, after picking up an illness. So um, assuming that Rabio will will be healthy, I would I would imagine that he will be in the midfield against Argentina. But um, I don't. I, do you have any more points on this match or?
1: Uh, so kind of going back to what you were saying, Morocco has their coach got perfect structure. So their coach got a few things right. This tournament the first and foremost he got Hakim Ziyech to get back in on the Moroccan national team that is huge in my opinion because for you know a year or two ago he wasn't even on the squad he like quit on them and didn't want to be a part of it so he got their their divas in essence to buy into them and they had such a strong work weight where you were saying and then the defensive structure I don't have the scores in front of me, but I think these were the first goals they gave up the entire tournament were against France. I don't think Morocco gave up a goal the entire time. I think they won like 1-0, 2-0, you know, and they never really scored that many goals. Um, uh, Something that's been crazy about this tournament is the expected goals stats that they are like the advanced stats for soccer and uh, expected goals like their expected goal rate was not good at all like it was always below 1 and you know they were playing against teams that i think had like 1 to 2 and they would they were that defensively structured that it didn't matter that the the other team was entering into the final third and producing in the final third but not actually scoring in the final third so uh their i think their coach uh their gaffer has a lot to do with it and i mean Morocco yeah they were just they were so much better than, I think, the 2-0 that, that they had on France. Um, but with that all being said, I'm happy France won because I, I think Argentina is a different breed, especially in this tournament, and I don't think anyone but France could take them on for the championship.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, really good points. That's, that's part of why I um, asked if you had anything left to say about that match because I kind of wanted to transition into Argentina's matchup against them. Quick fact check, though. I did look up Morocco's scores. Uh, they've they given right, up six. No, no, <laughs> uh, they've only given up one, actually, and it was to Canada. Of all of the strong opponents that they've played, um, the only goal that they gave up was against Canada. Um, okay. So, anyway. Um, the only other thing
1: I before transitioning, uh, Hugo Lloris had some A-plus saves. Morocco almost had the goal of the tournament on a bicycle kick. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And... It looked like it was going to hit the post no matter what, but Lloris did get his fingertips to it on a full stretch. Uh, Lloris had not done anything in the entire tournament till their 2-1 victory against England. God rest Harry Kane. Rest in peace, bro. I love you so much. Please come back strong next week for Tottenham. Uh, let's let's figure that out later next week. But this week, let's just worry about Hugo Lurice. Uh He opened up against england and had a great game in my opinion he was one of france's best players and then i mean it just carried over against morocco like he's he's on a he's on a goal a goalie heater right now like he's he's there so uh, i expect him to have a really good game and out actually outshine uh argentina's goalie as well interesting yeah him versus emiliano
0: um so, yeah, I mean, to transition into it, I guess, yeah, the goalkeeper match will be really good. Um, but with that, you know, with France potentially getting Rabiot back, who's been pretty solid this World Cup, I was a little harsh on him coming in. Um, maybe his, you know, my lack of faith in him just has to do with Juventus as a whole kind of being in the shitter right now and not so much Rabiot. But um, I think that, that this match will be won in the midfield. And Argentina – that's one area I thought they may be a little bit weak coming into the World Cup, and they've been phenomenal. I think that the setup, the 4-4-2 setup, plays into their you know, advantage really well also because you've got Julian Alvarez and Messi up top, and Messi's just going to roam wherever he wants. So it's basically like a 4-4-1-2, and that just allows that line of four midfielders to be really disciplined defensively. If one of them gets... You know caught up attacking you've still got three behind it's not like a four three three where you know if one one or two of your midfielders gets caught up field in in the attacking third and the team counters on you you're screwed they they seem to have that that discipline in that line where if mcallister makes a run forward you have still got two or three midfielders there um and then you've got messi and alvarez up in attack who've been phenomenal five goals for messi four for alvarez um and then uh, on top of, I, I think McAllister's been great, Kevin McAllister of Brighton. And then there's been a lot of talk about Enzo Fernandez, who's been really good as well. But uh, Rodrigo DePaul has really stood out to me. Oh, that um, right side, yeah, he's been killing yeah, it. Yeah, I thought he's been phenomenal. And they've just got a good composed group in the middle of the pitch. I think McAllister's been huge for Brighton this year and really in past seasons. But specifically this year. Him and Trosar have been really good, and I just think that maturity and, and that cool calmness on the ball, being in the right place positionally at the right times and reading the game has really helped them, you know, one, defensively be where they need to be, prevent counterattacks, but then also just, you know, complements Messi and, and Alvarez really well in getting forward and, and having that freedom for one or two players to get forward while still having players back. Um, So I think that it'll be one in the midfield and I'm, I'm interested to see, I mean, you've got a lot of mature, super talented, super technical players. So yeah, I would have loved to have seen Morocco, you know, carry on with this Cinderella story, but for the sake of watching like a really good final, I think this is, I think these are the two best teams in the tournament and have been the two best teams throughout the tournament.
1: To kind of build up the the storyline even more, two guys you did not even mention during all of this, uh, Di Maria and uh, Paulo Dybala barely played at all. Uh, I th- expect at least one of them to get you know ten to fifteen minutes and a possible opportunity to kind of change it. Is Dybala going to have that Mario Gota story where he comes in and scores the goal at the end, the winner? I I would love that, dude. <laughs> that, that would be great, wouldn't it? Like that? Oh, that'd be so good. Uh, so a few other things. France has played Argentina five times. They've only won one time against Argentina, and that's including like three World Cup appearances and two friendlies. And France's most recent win was this last World Cup where they beat them Um, 4-3. That was an awesome game, and I expect this to be just as good. Uh, I expect it to be a lot more defensive, and that's kind of what I'm going to get into. So say you want to gamble or bet on this there's almost no favorite in this right now. France is at a plus 180 and Argentina at plus 188 on the money line. So there's barely anything being moved. Uh, So, so where it all is, is on the over under and they have it at two and a half uh, goal scored total. And so the over is plus 145 and the under is minus 174. So that's pretty much saying that they're expecting to be a one, one draw most likely, Mm -hmm. and then go to extra time and shootouts. Uh, I mean, there's a lot going on with the, that part of the betting. I don't know if I'd bet that. Two things that I kind of wanted to bring up to you, the the main prop bet, Keegs, that I thought was pretty juicy. Uh, this was actually on FanDuel. Uh, Antoine Griezmann assists is at plus 380. And so chances created in this tournament, the three biggest on the field going in sun, Sunday, Messi's had 21 chances created in this tournament. Dembele's had 13, and then Griezmann's had 20. So he's right underneath Messi for second most creative for either goal or assists in the tournament, and he's at a plus 380 to assist in this game, Antoine Griezmann. So I think that's easy money, in my opinion. I expect him to make that. So that's that's one thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Easy money is always tough in a final. Uh, yeah. Well there's I a couple of I mean he's he's been one of the the best playmaking type of players in in the tournament so far. Yeah. Um, and when you're you're feeding Mbappe
1: and Dembele and Giroud
0: that's definitely going to increase your chances for an assist.
1: So Exactly. And this World Cup is like I mean this is like the LeBron versus Anticupo or like a like a Curry LeBron versus Curry like cuz Messi and Mbappe that's like I mean, you, in essence, got a 30, what is Messi, 34, 35, 36? Yeah. 34, 35. Versus a 23-year-old. A Messi doesn't need this World Cup win, but if he gets this win, he is solidifying himself, in my opinion, as the best player of all time. Like, over yeah. Maradona, over Pele, every, everyone. Like, everyone's going to remember Messi. But if he doesn't and Mbappe wins this, he's not even going to be 24 and he's already going to have two World Cup wins under his belt.
0: Yeah.
1: And, yeah. like... I mean, that's crazy. And then the golden boot race right now, our t- our top four guys is Messi and Mbappe tied at five. Like, it's right there. And then right mm-hmm. underneath them is Alvarez and Giroud at four. Like, I don't know. Is there anyone that you think is going to take the golden boot?
0: Uh, I could see it going 2-1 either way. I think Messi scores one and Mbappe scores one. And then I don't I don't know who will score that second for either team. I could see Alvarez scoring one. And if France end up to one, I could see Mbappe. I could see Mbappe and Dembele scoring.
1: Yeah, I mean Dembele's do honestly. Like he's been putting that work rate on that right side. And it it feels like in a
0: final he is the type of guy that's gonna score. You know, it's like when PSG played Bayern and and like Kingsley Coleman of all people, was the, the goal scorer um, for PSG. Uh, yeah, I, I could see Dembele. It would be a lot sexier if, like, Messi had a brace and they won 2-1 or Giroud scored the second goal. I'm, I'm just going based on, like, a 2-1 prediction here. But, yeah, uh, like, Giroud scores the second goal and, and France
1: win. Like, that would be, you know, that would be insane, too. So That would. Uh, in the quarters, Netherlands... I mean, they, that that might have been the game of the tournament, in my opinion. Netherlands, Easily. Argentina. Easily. Uh, Argentina was 2-0, and then Netherlands never gave up. Had that Voot Weighurst, which is the guy we talked about during the Euros, is like, a, let's get him going for Netherlands. You know, I think he was playing for freaking Burnley or someone at the time. <laughs> and like had that cheeky-ass penalty uh, free kick that just perfectly – I, I mean, they set up the wall for a bender and they just like dinked a little pass right past the wall and he perfectly played it in for the, I mean, it was in the the last kick of the game. I think it
0: was in the 98th minute Yeah, or like 99th minute. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Two, wow. two, 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 that, that actual play, that same guy, Vikers, did that in a, the, in a Bundesliga game like three years ago, exact same play did it and like so amazing by them uh they end up going to pks they beat netherlands 3-4 on uh on goals and argentina kind of had some they kind of look kind of shitty like not great sportsmanship whatever like i'm okay with it but they definitely like were caught on camera doing stuff mouthing stuff you know, Messi was like calling out players after the game. Like they were yeah. yelling at the coaches. Like
0: after the penalties, they were all like <laughs> mocking the Netherlands players as they ran. Um, yeah. So Arge-
1: Argentina's got that villain feel to them. And then yeah. they come out against freaking Croatia and they like, I mean, one of them was my boy Romero and just going through guys yeah. to like take them out. And like, so Argentina's got that going for him too. And best believe if anyone's anywhere near, mbappe's ankles he's going down instantly Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean that That,
0: did that is another thing about argentina too and and something that i think separates like messi and ronaldo and a lot of this is just speculation but like it feels like every player in argentina would actually kill somebody for Messi, whereas with portugal it, it doesn't like totally feel like they have that uh allegiance to ronaldo and I think that's another thing that Argentina has too. I mean, one, they're just kind of a fiery group. But on top of that, like all these dudes want Messi to win a World Cup. And beyond that, personally, they want to be attached to Messi's World Cup win. Uh,
1: has Argentina's never won a World Cup, have they? Yeah, yeah, they did with oh, they have, Maradona. With yeah. Mar- okay, yeah. So I was going to say, uh, I mean, it's been, I mean, that's what, 40 plus 40? Yeah. Four, I think it was what,
0: 86, maybe? 86, 82, yeah. 86. Yeah, 86. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I I just think that's another layer, too, of, of inspiration and fight for them and, and, and everything else. So.
1: Uh, France is not going to have Nkuku, Kempembe, Lucas Hernandez, uh, other brother of the other Hernandez, uh, N'Golo Kante, Paul Pogba, or Karim Benzema. Uh, how are they doing this? Like, seriously. Yeah
0: well when you've got that much fucking talent you can do that shit man eduardo camavinga has sat on the bench for them the entire world cup and granted he's young he's super young but like this is a dude who comes in regularly for real madrid in like the 60th minute and flips a match on its head and this is a dude that's just chilling on the bench i mean it's crazy like it's crazy to think if Benzema's healthy like does Giroud, who has what, four goals and is in contention for a golden boot, like mm-hmm. does what what it what would he have played at this point? Sixty minutes altogether? Yeah. Honestly. Uh, I mean <laughs> it's wild the talent that they've got.
1: That's not that's not possible, is it? Like, cause I saw some like whispers about Benzema able to since he was on the original roster, could he still play in this? He couldn't play in this game, could he? Karen Benzema. Uh, is he fit and capable? I, well, I don't know. I don't know. But is it even pot? Is it even like legal to for him? To I hold? would. I would imagine they would have probably taken him off.
0: Well, no, because he, the champs, didn't bring anybody else up. I I no. seem to remember he was like, I'm good with the players that we've got. Yeah, two guys. There's two open roster spots on yeah, this team. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. Maybe if if he didn't remove Benzema from the the roster. I don't see why he couldn't. I mean he do you know Des Champs
1: just he looked at Giroux and he's like you're my right till he, you're my right till he die bitch like that's you man you that's you, you're my, you. you're my go-kart
0: you're my go-kart till I die
1: <laughs> I totally forgot about that oh my god Benzema <laughs> called him a go-kart yeah. how awkward
0: <laughs> do you think that was showing up the cat
1: yeah oh my god you know Olivier Giroud was like which that's another thing i'll tell you a minute but uh his like you know he just came there and he's like all i can do is like trim up the beard and get my <laughs> highlights right and like just just
0: throwing <laughs> banana peels at the first day of
1: training um this world cup has opened up my eyes to all the idiots that i like am around that don't know anything about soccer but like they'll bet on anything so like World Cup's great. You know, it's during the day, they can like have this on their way home from work, whatever. Uh no one knew how to pronounce Olivia. I mean, pretty much all of France's team know how to pronounce their names, like of the guys I was watching these games with, but they all understand just how freaking good Mbappé is. Like like you everyone was like, dude, just give them the ball. Why don't why don't they just pass the ball every time? There's two things. They're like, why don't you pass the ball every time? That was one. And then the other one is if you're being fouled in the box why isn't the person being fouled the one that's taking the PK? That's what they were all like. They're like, why is that not the case? Because that's the case in hockey and stuff. Like, if you're fouled, you have to take it.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: That's so, that'd, be a, that'd be a funny rule change. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's the stuff I was, like, discussing while watching these games, being like, dude, can we not talk about this? Can like, let's have- just watch the <laughs> can, game. Yeah.
0: Can we just watch <laughs> uh, it? That's funny um speaking of Mbappe you mentioning that just made me think of like a a fantasy football podcast I listened to a while ago where one of the guys described a a player they had been watching in, in training camp who stood out um like far beyond any other players and he wasn't like a big name player or anything and um the way the guy described it was he was like if Aliens came down and landed on earth and we're watching this football, like preseason camp, like in, and and they didn't know anything about football and we're just watching. They would know that that guy was the best player on the field. And that's how it feels with Mbappe. Like you, you don't have to know anything about football and obviously the commentary helps because, you know, they're going to praise Mbappe and and hype him up, but it just feels like he moves at a different clip the stuff that he does i mean that second goal i i knew that that second goal against morocco was going to come where i mean my, <laughs> me and one of my buddies in the office were talking we're like france is going to get an early one morocco is going to press and press and press and then france is going to score like a little dribbler or like a messy goal in the box and sure enough their second goal is like a, a deflected ball that falls right to uh, Kolo Uenai or, or however you say his name and he taps it in and it's like still even though that's kind of a, a sloppy goal quote unquote I mean whatever he's there in the right place at the right time but the build up to that Mbappe dribbles through like three players before ultimately getting a shot off I mean it takes a deflection a lucky deflection but still getting a shot off and it's like just little glimpses like that on top of his insane speed is, like, that's the shit where somebody who doesn't know anything about the sport could just watch that two seconds
1: and be like, oh, fuck, this, there's something special about this guy. Yeah, I mean, that there was one play specifically against Morocco where he touched the ball, started to dog walk the dude on the touchline, and then he just kicked it, like, I don't even know, 30 feet, you know, like, 10 yards ahead, maybe 20 yards ahead and just chased it and like blew by the guy. And everyone I was watching was like, why doesn't he just do that every time? Like, I'm like, cause he gets fouled every time Like they foul every time they're going to foul him every time. And like, that's like crazy. And then, so then you have Morocco structuring this. So it's the right back from them and then the right uh, center back playing back. And they're trying to keep up with Mbappe. And then you have Dembele on the other side. That's going to be cutting across, and then you have Giroud, who's just a predator. And yeah, it's like it's crazy. That's why I can't wait to see what Argentina does because Argentina has a pretty good back line as well. So I'm excited to see how they're going to paint up because as of right now, you know Mbappe has been on the left side, and that's going to be my my boy. Uh, my Tottenham Hotspur is going to be on the right side uh, with Cuddy Romero. So I don't know what they're going to do. Romero's a very aggressive player. He's already had like I want to say one or two yellow cards for late rash challenges and i mean he if he gets a yellow card in the first 15 minutes of this game that's going to change the way they defend like it's got to so uh i expect that yeah Um, i'm 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 curious if if rodrigo
0: de paul uh kind of trails back and plays a little bit more defensive on that side but it'll be interesting how i would
1: hope i would hope he does like I mean that's the only strategy you have. Obviously. And some
0: something that I noticed in the Croatia match, I thought Sosa, um, Croatia's left back, had a, a pretty poor performance.
1: Oh, dude, he got victimized on one it, of their one of their first goals.
0: Yeah, and I, I just didn't think he was great. But I I noticed that Messi and I don't know if this was tactical or if Messi just roams wherever he wants. It feels most of the time like he just roams wherever he wants to. But he was overloading. And granted, up top in the in the 442 setup, he was playing on the right side. But um he seemed to just kind of drift over by Rodrigo and and those two were kind of overloading Sosa's side. And so I wonder too, with Messi being over there and drifting over, if one of their more central midfielders will kind of creep up in that in that gap between him and Alvarez, and that will allow Rodrigo to play a little bit. You know, tighter to Mbappe as well. So uh, we'll see. We'll see.
1: Uh, you talked about like the commentators jockeying on uh, Mbappe. I'm hoping the commentators. I'm assuming it's going to be John Strong and Stu Holden, like uh, Fox's number one. Have you been pretty happy with everyone that they've had? Uh, no,
0: I haven't enjoyed Fox like the majority. I fe- I feel like has not really enjoyed um, their commentary, and I I never really do. Uh, so know. no, not really, but most likely I'll I'll either watch it at home, um, with the Spanish broadcast, or I'll watch it at a bar that's going to be too loud to even hear most of the commentary, anyway. So
1: I want to pull my teeth out when I hear Landon Donovan. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, unfortunately, great. it sucks, and he like he's awkward, weird, and like yeah, he just uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm excited for Stu Holden. I'm home. Hopefully, he's the one doing it with everyone yeah. else. So.
0: Yeah, I do prefer him definitely over Donovan. That's the thing, man. Like in, in this branch is over all of sports and American commentary is like people just former players just get flung into commentary jobs. And it's like I can see post match analysis, but like some dudes just aren't good. Like I would be terrible at that as well. And I'm hosting a podcast with you and talking about this shit all the time. I'd be terrible in the moment commentary. I would be horrible at that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't come up with things quick. I'd probably talk way too much. Like people need to just realize that some former players. I realize he was like the face of of U.S. men's soccer, but for a generation. But like that that doesn't translate to being on a commentary team. Yeah. <laughs> same. Same with. Uh, same with, um, Clint. Dempsey, like, I, 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 he's just really like kind of Robotic up there, and doesn't really bring anything. He brings some funny, awkward moments that I enjoy, but he doesn't really bring anything, in my opinion. That's like, oh fuck yeah, I'm, I'm excited to listen to Dempsey talk.
1: Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly how I feel. I actually like Clint Dempsey because he's so awkward. Like yeah, it, like, it, it, like it gives cringe. some
0: great moments. Yeah, it gives some great moments of humor. But like, if I'm actually listening to like a post match analysis of like a really good match, I don't want to hear him talk, and I just want to hear yeah, like Henri and Carriger go at
1: it again. I remember I told some people I'm like. Kate doesn't deserve that. Like she no, doesn't deserve to be no, up there put with up those up guys. Mauricia uh, Du or whatever his name is is yeah. decent, but yeah. all the other ones, yeah, nothing. I'm like, dude, she's such a professional to like Yeah, she's incredible. Cap, to cash her checks with these assholes. <laughs> so
0: yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, man. Other than that, I, I don't really have much really looking forward to the <sighs> final
1: been unbelievable tournament. Um, I mean, we the finals on Sunday, we have the third, fourth place game on Saturday. Didn't really talk about that. No. Finals on Sunday will come live next early next week sometime, and yeah. then Christmas and Festivus starts again. And Premier League's back up and running, I think, on the 26th. Boxing Day, yeah. Boxing Day, yeah, yeah. The Hinafeld tradition for Boxing Day, where we smoke ribs every Boxing Day, that's my new tradition. I started last year. Uh, Going to do it this year. I think Tottenham's the first game against Brentford that day. So, so get ready for that. Uh, who do you like in the turn? Who do you like, uh, Argentina or do you like France? And what's your scoreline? You got to give something. <laughs> yeah, I said two one.
0: Um, there's just that magic in the air where it feels like it'll be Argentina. It feels like it'll be messy um, with with one goal. I hope it's not a pen. I hope he scores just a delicious goal from play. And, uh, and that, I expect them to win
1: 2-1. That's my exact scoreline is 2-1. Uh, during regular play, I don't think they're going to go to extra time or anything like that. I'm yeah. expecting the 2-1. That's what I'm hoping for. And I'm thinking it's actually going to be a Messi assist. Okay, Alvarez gets a goal, and he ties Mbappe and Messi for Golden Boot, which that would be crazy if two Argentines tied for Golden Boot win. That's kind of what I'm hoping for, something weird. And then Paulo Dybala in the 86th minute. <laughs> For the victory. I would love that. <laughs>
0: I can't decide if I would love that or not because the most time on the pitch that Dybala has gotten wasn't in at the end of the semifinal. It was actually when I forget which Argentine player kicked the ball in frustration right into the Netherlands bench. And then Dibalo was one of the first guys out there pushing and shoving and shithousing. And I was like, bro, sit down. You have been fucking sitting on the bench for
1: the entire tournament. He Chilled did He now. did sit in front of like 20,000 Romans. Like, <laughs> so let, let him do what he wants. That's his natural position. I hope he scores the winner.
0: And I hope he takes off his shirt to reveal – a back tattoo similar to the one Richarlison got oh, with him oh my named God. and uh, who was it Ronaldo Ronaldo yeah and and it's just go Jose, go go it's just Jose Mourinho <laughs> on his back <laughs> and it says the chosen one dude have That's you seen
1: those have you seen those rumors where they're saying that uh, Argentina not Argentina Portugal is thinking about offering a coach coaching position to Jose. Allowing him to coach club and country at the same time, oh, I don't think that would be physically possible from a coaching perspective. But I mean, that sounds imagine... like
0: exactly what Mourinho needs for the the final <laughs> meltdown. The the, <laughs> the fin- <laughs> final <he>
1: meltdown, <laughs> where he just snaps
0: and says some really wild shit.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, we're he, me. we're always here for that, and we're especially here for that when it's Jose Mourinho. Like, of course. Like that's still—it's always gonna be on my Twitter uh, header where it's just him popping his head out from the blue, the blue uh, vinyl like sheets or whatever it is. Like he's just popping through. Like dude, he's he's always there, ready to go. God bless Jose, man. Uh, no, no real booze cheers or belters. I mean, no. there's been a lot of booze that we could talk about, but uh, it's all way, 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 way too political, and yeah, so. Uh no belters, dude. This tournament's had little to no belters. That's that's been yeah. a, a problem to for the brand, of course. So yeah, yeah definitely. Uh yeah, the matches have been great, but yeah, 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 definitely lacking on belters. Hopefully we'll get one in the final. Speaking of the brand, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Brews and Belters. Uh Keeggs, we doing we doing uh stocking caps or something. What are. we, we are. what we are. are we cooking? We got
0: some beanies, some Scully's coming. Um hey. And they won't have the full logo. The stitching is like the, the the surface area for the stitching is a little bit too small to get get the design in and, and full yeah. detail. It's Very scientific, but I mean, uh, it's
1: it's the name that matters, not necessarily the logo. Yeah. Keegs and I are artists, and we respect other artists. So when we give our work to an artist, we let the artist do the, art. yeah. the art. Yeah, do the art. That's what artist. we got. So. All right, yep, yeah, that wraps it up. We
0: will be back after the final, and then uh, right back to the prem. Players don't get a break, and we don't get a break either.
1: No, the only one that does is Christian Ronaldo, so he's got yeah. a break. True, yeah. true. True, true.
0: All right, cheers. Cheers.